I think it's really interesting that the four phases of your cycle can be compared to the four seasons. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. Have you ever had a day where everything is just like firing on all cylinders? You're hitting all of the green lights, your clients are excited, maybe you give a speech and you totally nail it, you're just like, you're feeling like you're on top of the world, you are on fire. And then, (laughs) maybe a week or so later, you have a day where you hit every red light, nothing is going your way. You are mad and you like walk through a door and your shorts get caught on the door handle. (laughs) So then you're more pissed. Like everything sucks, right? Everything sucks. I have experienced this. I'm going to be willing to bet that you have experienced this too. And when I experienced this in my career or in my business, I spent so much time beating myself up because I felt like, I couldn't create consistency. I would have days where I just wanted to like dig in and get stuff done and attack my to-do list and Jeff would get home and I'd be like, babe, look at all this stuff I got done today. Look at how awesome this is. And I would have other days where I barely wanted to get out of bed. I would take my kids to daycare and then like want to just crawl back under my covers. Didn't want to accomplish anything. Didn't want to talk to anybody. And I saw this as such a weakness. Surely no one else is experiencing this. Everyone else has their crap together. And I just am experiencing these waves of like productivity, not productivity, productivity, not productivity. Obviously I'm failing. I probably spent the first, (laughs) I mean, obviously I haven't been working for my entire life, but like essentially the first 30, 20, 28, 29, 30 years of my life experiencing these highs and lows and thinking that it wasn't normal and that I was failing in some capacity. And then I learned about cycle syncing. I learned more about essentially like my own menstrual cycle and my own hormone cycles and how this thing that we like barely learned about in sixth grade health class actually influences so much of our energy and our productivity and our mood. And I had no idea. No idea. And once I realized it, it's like one of those things that once you learn, you can't unlearn it. And I have just been fascinated for the past couple of years about this idea of the fact that women are cyclical creatures. This is how we operate. We live in a society that's very patriarchal, right? Because when it was like when our society began, it was ran by men. And to this day, men tend to be those in leadership positions. And so our work days are set up in a way that works really well if you're a dude. (laughs) If you look at our work day, the, the day starts when we have, like, theoretically, when we're supposed to have the most energy, right? And then we have 
maybe meetings over the noon hour and then we have happy hours and then we go home and we go to sleep and that is the hormone cycle of a man a a man operates on a 24-hour hormone cycle so like they have energy when they wake up and their energy is more depleted when they go to bed and that's the extent of it and women I mean of course we um we have theoretically more energy in the morning and less when we go to bed at night but you've probably also experienced times where you you can stay up later and you don't feel as affected the next morning. And then other times where like you stay up a half hour past your bedtime and you want to die the next morning. And there's no consistency there, right? But if you look at it from more of a monthly cycle as opposed to daily, there's actually a major pattern going on. But we were never really taught about it. And so we don't know. So anyway, okay, I'm rambling. But this is what we're talking about today. We're talking about Sinking your cycle to your life and to your business, how it has absolutely transformed my life and how you can start doing it in a way that doesn't add things to your to-do list. This isn't going to be like, you know, blow up your current schedule and like we're only going to do stuff when we're ovulating. No, 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 no. (laughs) We live in the real world. That's not what we're doing. But we're bringing an awareness to what it looks like to be in touch with our cycles and where our hormones and our energy levels are at and making sure that we're working with it and not against it. In a previous episode, I talked about my weekly planning routine. And even though I have been aware of what it looks like to sync your cycle to your life and to your business, I've been aware of that concept for a couple of years now. I've only recently started looking at that as part of my weekly planning routine. I've only started doing that relatively recently. And so listen to that episode to kind of see how I begin my weeks. But one of the things that I'm looking at during that routine is where am I at in my cycle? If you are just learning about uh, your cycle, which no shade, I was in your same shoes very, very recently. Don't get me started on how I think it is such BS that we have to be like 30-year-old women before we learn about this kind of thing because nobody prioritizes teaching it to us. But that's okay. We're changing the future. We're going to be better parents to our daughters and our sons, and we're going to make this conversation like so much more commonplace than it was when we were growing up. So it's fine. We don't have to be mad at the patriarchy. You can be mad at the patriarchy, but we can also use it to do better. So anyway, if you are new to what the the phases of your cycle, let's just go through those really quick. To make this easiest, because a lot of this like It's hard to say what day things actually start because it's more about like your hormones, your energy level, and some of the time like that's hard to to track or get a really good read on. So pretty much everybody will say your cycle begins the first day of your period, the first day of your bleed, and that is your menstrual cycle. So we were kind of taught that that was it, right? Like that's your cycle. It's five days or seven days or whatever. That's it. Yay. There's actually four phases to the menstrual cycle. And please know, like, I am not a scholar on this topic. Um, If you want more information on it, there are plenty of people who will go deeper and have more detail. But this is is what I have learned. So day one of your bleed is your menstrual cycle. Um, That typically, you know, is lasting five to seven days. Again, not going to go too much into the health side of it because that is not my forte. But once your bleed is over, you enter your follicular phase. And I think it's really interesting 
that the four phases of your cycle can be compared to the four seasons. And follicular is springtime, right? Menstrual is winter. Makes sense, (laughs) right? Totally makes sense. And follicular is spring. So you tend to have like your energy starts to come back. We are super productive during this part of our phase of our cycle. We are able to multitask super easily. We don't need as much sleep. So I kind of went on like a little tangent earlier about how there will be parts of your um, parts of the month where you're like, I only need five hours of sleep and I'm totally fine. And then other parts of the month where you're like, I need 10 hours and I'm still tired. That's possibly related to where you're at in your cycle. And during your follicular phase, you don't need as much sleep. I'm recording this in my follicular phase right now. And I have been staying up way too late watching Stranger Things. And I'm totally fine. I did have a double espresso this morning. But that's besides the point. Um, But really, I noticed that I don't need as much sleep in my follicular phase. And I am a person who needs a lot of sleep. So we don't need quite as much. We're able to multitask more. We're able to, there's like a, an energy of starting things. So starting a new project. A friend of mine, Jada, who's been on the podcast before, she is like constantly rearranging her office when she's in her follicular phase. She just wants to like move and do stuff. I notice that I tend to crave higher intensity workouts in my follicular phase. I maybe want to do like some good um, strength training that like really gets my heart pumping or cardio, which is interesting because I do not like cardio workouts, but when I'm follicular, I would love to like go for a jog, which is bizarre. Definitely like ride my bike. That's what I'm into during the follicular phase. So there's a lot of execution that can happen in the follicular phase. Um, We're also able, there's like kind of a masculine energy to this phase because we're able to be a little bit more neutral when it comes to emotions. We're potentially able to look at things from more of like a practical perspective, not let emotions get in the way. If it's like, you know, kind of a high conflict situation, you might be able to look at it with a little bit more like, okay, I can see both sides. I'm not, this doesn't make me upset. I'm just able to make a decision and move on. That tends to happen a little bit more in the follicular phase. So you can see how some of these things are going to apply to business, right? Which is why it can be really interesting to know where you're at in your cycle when you're looking at what needs to be done that week. So because recording this right now, I'm in my follicular phase, that was something that I noted during my weekly planning routine. And so things like sending emails and starting projects, that's something that I have been focusing on this week. Also client communication, because I feel like my communication skills when I am follicular, certain parts of my cycle, my communication skills are better and worse, you know, but like when I'm follicular, I feel really confident in like how I'm communicating and how I am able to kind of help people and coach people, which is obviously part of my job. So client communication was also a big priority this week because I feel like I'm really on and can help people through uh, the, the hard parts of their business. When I think back on my first years of business ownership, it is a sea of Excel spreadsheets and paper contracts and taking checks by mail. And it worked for a while. 
But as someone who isn't particularly organized, I soon realized it was a bit risky to be hodgepodging everything together. I needed something that organized my clients in a way that made it easy for me to keep track of them and their projects and ideally save me some time. Dubsado has been my right-hand software ever since. Dubsado was my assistant before I could afford to hire an assistant, and even 10 years later as my team has grown, it continues to keep us organized and sane. It allows me to send and accept digital contracts, no printing or scanning, it's all done online, send invoices and receive payments faster than when I was receiving them by mail, and it integrates with so many other platforms that I use, like Google Calendar, so I never miss an appointment. One of my favorite Dubsado features is payment plans. This allows me to organize my monthly revenue so I have more consistent months of income, as opposed to some months that were super high and some months that were super low. Now I can spread out the payments, making it easier on my clients who receive automated reminders, and it's far more predictable for my monthly budgeting. I can also set up workflows to help clients prep for their sessions without me having to remember to send weekly emails. Honestly, when people ask me the one business tool I can't live without, it's Dubsado. If you're ready to up-level the back end of your business and make your life a whole lot easier, you can head to dubsado.com and get 20% off your first month or year with the code MADDIEPASHONGPHOTO, all one word. That's 20% off your first month or year with the code MADDIEPASHONGPHOTO. Okay, so from follicular, we move into ovulatory or your ovulation. So ovulation is most related to summer. And when you think of summer, what do you think of? We want to be out. We want to be talking to people. We want to go to a brewery and like see people and be outside and be chatting. That is ovulation. So I love when my ovulation part of my cycle lines up with like giving speeches, doing speaking engagements, workshops. I try to record content during ovulation. I typically will record the podcast when I'm ovulating. Uh, because I am, I just feel like I'm on. Like, have you ever given a presentation and you finish and you're like, yes, nailed it. Perfect. (laughs) That's the feeling. I have also given presentations when I have been luteal, which we'll talk about next. And it's not been a good time. (laughs) It was, it was not great. And sometimes that's just how it works out. But I definitely prefer doing those things like when I'm more in my ovulation phase. So things like speaking, launching, selling, those types of tasks tend to do really well when you're ovulating because you're just, the best way I can describe it is you're just on. So ovulation is just a super fun time. And then from there we move into luteal, which I will admit tends to get a bit of a bad rep. Because that's like your PMS phase, right? So if you, you grew up hearing about PM, like, I mean, we know what PMS is. <laughs> if you've experienced it, that's happening in your luteal phase. And so it tends to get kind of a bad rep because we tend to experience like those hormonal imbalances. But this phase is actually really powerful, especially for those of us who have a very hard time finishing things. This is me. I'm raising my hand. I am the queen of new ideas, starting things, like new launches, but the follow through and the finish and the um yeah, the finish, like finishing something is really difficult for me. But in your luteal phase, uh luteal has this energy of finishing up because we're heading into winter, right? So when you think of like people who lived long, long ago, 
they would use fall to prepare for winter, right? They're gathering food and they're preparing their homes. So luteal has that same energy of finishing up. I would notice that if I'm in a really like healthy spot, I actually tend to get just like a baby burst of energy in my luteal phase a couple of days before my period starts because I think I'm, I'm finishing things. I'm, I'm finishing things so once winter is here, I can rest and I can really lean into that. So I use the luteal phase to finish things that I've been avoiding. Ironically, this is actually a really, and this, this might not be true for you, but I have noticed that this is a good time for me to send the emails that I've been avoiding, to make the phone calls that I've been avoiding. I mean, you know how it is when you get things on your to-do list that you're like, I know that will take five seconds, but I, I just don't want to do it. I always have a list like that, and I will generally attack it during my luteal phase, and it doesn't feel as much like I'm pulling teeth because I'm in that energy of finishing up. This can also be a really interesting time for kind of going inward when it comes to innovation. So if you're looking to launch a new product or service, and obviously we're in like the very beginning phases, but thinking through what that could look like and um, using your creativity to determine like what your next steps are and what needs to happen. The luteal phase is a really great time to think through those things. We're not executing. We're not even like talking to anybody (laughs) necessarily. We're just using our brains to like be creative and think through it. I find that during the luteal phase, luteal and follicular is when I notice the biggest change with like what I'm craving for workouts. And luteal, I tend to want like slow bike rides or not super um, like intense workouts or bike rides. I'm cool with weightlifting, but I don't, I typically like won't lift as heavy. What else? Long walks. Like that's what I'm craving during luteal, whereas follicular is kind of the opposite of that. And then usually during ovulation and menstruation, ironically, I'm kind of like business as usual. Like I usually take a weightlifting class and I can do those during ovulation and menstruation like pretty easily. Um, Whereas during follicular and luteal, I find myself craving something a little bit different, either something faster or slower. And then we're back at the beginning and your period starts and it all like starts over again. And I think the interesting thing that's happened for me as I've become more aware of each phase of my cycle, I 100% I used to dread my period, 100%. And now that I'm more aware of like how my energy interacts with everything during my cycle, luteal does tend to be a bit of a darker time for me. Actually, <laughs> the, the reason that I got interested in this at all was because I noticed Every single month, like clockwork, I would have, no joke, an existential crisis. (laughs) And then I would get my period. And I'd be like, oh, that's why. (laughs) And so I like that was happening over and over again. I would get to luteal and be like, everything sucks. I'm bad at all of this. Nobody wants to work with me. What is the point of my business? I'm not kidding. Every single month. And then my period would start. And I would, you know, start everything over, go into follicular and ovulation. And during especially follicular and ovulation, I'd be like, everything is great. I'm amazing. My clients love me. And it would repeat over and over. And once I realized the pattern, I was like, oh, this is actually like, this is fairly normal. 
And now that I've kind of made peace with my energy levels and my hormones and my feelings during these different phases of my cycle, I'm able to recognize like when I start to have those existential crises during my luteal phase, it usually means that I'm not feeling very supported. I'm not taking care of myself. Maybe I'm bored in what I'm doing. But when I'm feeling supported and taking care of myself and putting my oxygen mask on, I don't really have those crises anymore. I'll still sometimes have a darker period during luteal. Like certainly I'll have times where I'm just, oh, I don't really want to work. I'm, I just kind of want to like be cozy and not worry about work. I still have those. But I can usually tap into that and be like, okay, like I'm going to spend more time meditating or I'm going to make sure I'm getting more sleep or I'm going to, you know, work shorter days during that time to kind of honor my body. Whereas if I'm in follicular or ovulation, I can maybe work, you know, till five or six o'clock, which is a bit unusual for me and be really excited about it. So being aware of what phase I'm in has been such a game changer for what I'm able to do in my business. And instead of looking at these shifts essentially as a weakness, it's really become a superpower. So as I was saying, I keep going on tangents. This is a topic that is just so exciting for me. But as I was saying, when it comes to like your period, I used to really dread that. But I think the interesting thing about being more aware of your cycle is at least for me, by the time I get my period, it's kind of a relief because luteal does tend to be a little bit darker. It's just I'm, I'm not my normal happy chipper self. So by the time I get my period, it's like maybe one or two days of kind of feeling blah. But then I'm like building back up toward follicular, you know. So I have really started to, um, I almost want to use the word enjoy, <laughs> enjoy my menstrual cycle. I certainly don't dread it because I'm able to kind of lean into it a little bit more and take the time to rest. So I talked a bit in each phase about what this could potentially look like in your business. But the reality is sometimes we can't schedule around our cycle. And I would say a lot of the time we can't schedule around our cycle. That's just not how life works, right? But I'm not saying stop everything you're doing and only schedule speaking engagements when you're ovulating. No, no, no. We're not saying that. But bringing a level of awareness is really key. So what could this look like if you are a wedding photographer who really does not make her own schedule, right? Like you, you kind of answer to your clients whenever they have weddings, whenever you are booked. And you can't say, hey, I'm supposed to be getting my period on Saturday, the day your wedding starts. So could we move it to like Monday? Like that's not going to happen. So what can you do to take care of yourself, to take care of your body and your mind while still understanding that you're a human person in a human world who like has a job to do? So if you know that you're going into a part of your cycle that tends to be more challenging, maybe the first day or so of your period is really rough, maybe the end of your luteal phase super sucks right now, and you're wanting to figure out like, okay, how do I balance that with the fact that like I've got this job to do? Making sure that the days leading up to this wedding, you're really taking care of yourself. Now, this isn't my friend Jada, who I've talked about. She's said before, like, this isn't the kind of thing where you can like bank self-care. Like you can't bank extra sleep or extra self-care and then be like, cool, I'm good for Saturday because I slept for 10 hours on Friday. No, we can't do that. 
But you can be aware. You can take really good care of yourself up until Saturday, and then maybe you take Sunday off. Maybe you pack extra snacks or a heating pad because you know it's going to be a little bit rough and you want to prepare for that. Maybe you um, tell your family, like, we are definitely going to get pancakes on Sunday morning and I'm not working all day and I'm going to be on the couch and, like, we're going to watch movies. There are ways that you can take care of yourself without totally blowing up your schedule. I also think that once you have this awareness around the parts of your schedule when they're happening and what that means for you, this is going to sound crazy, but stuff starts to work in your favor. The book that got me really interested in this concept is called Do Less by Kate Northrup. This is the book that I recommend to everyone. It changed my life. It changed my business. It's fascinating. In this book, she talks about a million things. But one of the things that I thought was fascinating is this concept of egg wisdom. And egg wisdom is something that women possess. So women have eggs. See where we're going with this. But the thing with the egg is that during the fertilization process, see, I told you I was going to sound a little crazy, guys, but stick with me. I swear this is interesting. I think it's interesting. Um, during like the fertilization process, when you're making a baby, right? The egg does not go looking for a way to be fertilized. She doesn't go looking for sperm. She's just there. She is just there waiting. And if it comes, <laughs> no pun intended. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to just stop because I gave myself a laughing fit. You guys, that's what she said. This is why I can't talk about this topic <laughs> because... I'm 12 years old. Okay, it's still important. We're going to keep going. The egg says, if fertilization happens, it happens. And if it doesn't happen, if fertilization happens, it happens. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And she releases and that is your menstrual cycle, right? So the concept of egg wisdom is not to uh, necessarily go searching for something. It's not to create more work for yourself. It's to just be and let the things come to you. And I have definitely noticed that as I have become more aware of my own cycle, this has happened. I cannot tell you how many times that I have been pleasantly surprised to find that I have a speaking engagement happening when I'm in my ovulatory phase. Like this happens nine times out of 10. It has only once happened that I had a speaking engagement that ended up being in my luteal phase, which again, nightmare. Like, we'll try to never do that again. But sometimes that's just how it goes. But just by like bringing that awareness, things have started to kind of work in my favor. And it also just makes me more aware myself. Like, when I was putting my to-do list together at the beginning of this week, knowing that I'm in my follicular phase, I did things differently than I would have done if I was in my menstrual phase or if I was in my luteal phase. My priorities are different. And I think because I'm really leaning into whatever part of my cycle I'm in, I'm able to do my tasks better because I'm doing the tasks that are in alignment of my hormones and my energy and my mood, how I'm feeling. And that just feels so much easier. Uh, I think we've all had days where we have to get stuff done. Like a podcast episode needs to be recorded. A client needs to be 
communicated with or maybe we have to shoot a session or whatever it looks like and we just don't feel like it. It feels like pulling teeth. It doesn't feel like you're in a flow state. It doesn't feel good. And sometimes it, that, that does need to happen. But when we're able to kind of work with our schedule and when it starts to work out in our favor, that just feels so much better. And we feel like we're accomplishing more and we're accomplishing it better, even though nothing has really changed aside from the timing of when we're doing something. And getting started with syncing your life and your business with your cycle, start by simply tracking your cycle and the changes in your mood. I used to use the app Flow and I really liked it, but lately I've just been trying to kind of track things on my own with like pencil, paper, maybe the notes app on my phone and just being aware of what part of my cycle I'm at and then how I'm feeling, how my mood is, how my energy is, and tracking that information. So that's a really great place to start. Understand that it's probably going to take a few cycles to collect a good amount of data. So keep going. Don't give up. Sometimes I'll have cycles where I experience things, whether it's like dips or peaks in energy or mental clarity or whatever, that like I don't typically experience during that cycle. So it's not like it's going to be the exact same every single time, but you will probably start to see patterns emerge, which is just so fantastic to be aware of as you're planning your weeks, your months, your year. Um, So you can kind of see when uh, the best time is for you to do certain tasks. Once you have this data, then with the things on your to-do list, your project list that you can control the timing of, that's when you can start to get creative. So If you're planning a launch, knowing that you want to make sure that you have a sufficient amount of time to plan when you're maybe in a luteal phase or a menstrual phase, and then you're actually doing the launch and doing Instagram stories and recording podcast episodes or whatever that looks like, that you're doing that during follicular or ovulation. Um, So the things that you do have control over, making them work within your cycle. And for those things that you don't have control over, Allowing space and making sure that you're taking care of yourself if you have to do something that doesn't totally line up with how you're feeling in that given moment. I appreciate you guys sticking with me today. I know that this topic sounds a little out there and maybe even a little woo for what you're used to, but I have kind of avoided sharing more about this for a while um, because I was nervous about what people would think. And the reality is there's just too much good information here to not share. And like I mentioned at the beginning, the more that I learn, the more that I'm like, gosh, why weren't we taught this in health class? Like why weren't, why wasn't there a class on this? Because this is, this is everything. Like the way that we feel and the way that our hormones shift and it affects our mood and it affects our energy, how could that not affect our life and our business and our relationships? Of course it does. And it's this huge part of being a a female, of being a woman, that we just kind of have ignored, at least in my experience. And um, I think that it really is a superpower when you think about it. So 
I, I hope that this is as impactful for you as it is for me. If nothing else, thanks for being here today and um, listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed this topic. Let me know if you want to talk about this more um, or if you want me to bring on a guest that would have more information on this topic because like I said, I'm not an expert. This is just what I've been able to do in my own life and in my own business from the research that I have done. If you are interested in exploring this more, I can't recommend the book Do Less Enough. It's amazing. I'm a huge fan of this book and it's a great jumping off point. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.